Hello, welcome to Block 101. It's David Lynham here. Welcome along to my podcast. Uh, just me again this week, and uh, I think I'll call this one Five Reasons Why Your Non-League Football Club Needs a Ticketing System. So uh, I thought it'd be a good time to talk about this. Uh, this week was a, a really big milestone for me uh, in the business in Kaizen Ticketing. Um, we discovered halfway through the week that in the last three and a bit years since we've been working with non-league football clubs, that we've helped them to make over a million pounds, uh, which is quite a, a big milestone, proud moment for me, um, given where we started and, and, and how we grew. So it's, uh, it's really quite a, a big thing for me to see how we're helping some of these lower league clubs to, to generate revenue, to reinvest back into their club. Hopefully we uh, are helping them to, to grow um, as a business and uh, make lives a bit easier for, for many of the volunteers that help to, to help the club to run. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity just to talk a little bit more about some of the work that we do, some of the benefits that we're bringing to clubs from a, purely from a non-league perspective. Um, we're getting involved now in, in other sports and in uh, football, but with professional clubs. And, you know, that's a, probably more content for another podcast for another day. So um, I think we keep the focus on non-league. I've got here uh, five reasons why you need to be thinking about it if you're not doing it already. Um, and so let's, let's get on with it. So um, I think before we get into the five reasons, I think it's interesting just to set a bit of a, a bit of context around this and a bit of a backstory. So um, I remember it must have been uh, 2016, I started contacting various non-league football clubs at different levels of non-league um, with this whole concept of we could help you to sell more tickets to fans uh, online in advance of games. And I was met with huge resistance, you know, consistently across the board. Uh, I had clubs laughing at me. I had clubs telling me that I was an idiot. What was I thinking? This was never going to be a thing. Uh, you know, we can't even fill up our stadium, so why on earth do we need to sell tickets online and in advance? It doesn't bring any benefits. Um, and I guess that's a, a reflection, I suppose, of, of the time, um, the age we lived in. You know, technology has moved quickly in that time. Um, and now, you know, there's an expectation. Everything is online. Um, people expect to be able to, to hit a website, make a purchase, um, and I think things are, are definitely moving on. That for me became really real. Um, going back maybe half a year, I was sat in a meeting with a with a club chairman, um, and he openly said, "You know, I wouldn't have been having this chat with you two years ago, um, but given that there are another seven or eight clubs in our league that are doing this already, and some of them with you, I feel like we have to have a chat." And I wanted to get in touch because I wanted to see what we're missing out on. So I guess there's an element of, I guess, keeping up with the Joneses a little bit there. Um, which I wouldn't say is entirely the right reason why you should be doing this. But equally, there is an expectation there from your fans. There is an expectation to be able to do things a lot faster online. People have less and less time. Um, the whole thing around carrying cash, particularly with younger people now, is is not so much of a thing. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't sit here to say I told you so, but more... Just be aware the world is changing, people's expectations are changing, um, and you need to keep up. So um, let's go into these, these, these reasons why I think 
you need to be thinking about this. If you're involved with a non-league football club and you're not making it easy for people to find you, buy online and commit to coming, then then you're missing the trick and you know you potentially run that risk of, of getting left behind. So um, for me, reason number one, super important. It doesn't matter whether you've got 300 fans or 3,000 fans coming to games. These are all relevant um, to you and your situation. So number one is where is your next generation of fans coming from? And that's a real problem for every club, any part of the country. Everyone needs to be worrying about this. Some clubs do a better job of preparing for this than others, um, but it's a thing. So every single club that we start working with, I have that conversation with someone at the club uh, and they tend to pull me aside and say, look, uh, you know, you may not be aware, but we have got, you know, an older fan base. Uh, They're not that internet savvy, maybe. Disagree. So I definitely understand there are people that don't use the internet. And I understand there are people that don't want to pay for things online. They like to pay for everything with cash. That is a thing, and I totally understand that. However, people use the internet to buy lots and lots of things. And it doesn't matter whether you're a teenager or whether you're retired. People use the internet to buy things from shops, to pay their bills. You know, I don't buy into this, our fans don't use the internet argument. You're kidding yourself. It's not true. Um, So... You need to be thinking about this from the perspective of your club and the next generation. So if I'm a younger person and obviously you're you're thinking about the next generation of fans and how to appeal to them, their expectations will be to go online, maybe to take a look at your website and find out when the the next game is, how much it costs to come. Most websites are not fantastic for helping people to find that information. Um... If you can help them to find that information, then great. But how do you get their commitment? How do you get them to buy? Because how many people, you may even be listening to this and say, yeah, that's that's me. You know, I need to go and support my local club. I'd love to know when they're playing. Okay, they're playing next Saturday at three o'clock. Oh, and now I've got a better offer. If you're encouraging people to commit at that point when they're showing interest, people will spend the money in advance and then you've got their commitment to turning up. Because... You don't want to let the weather dictate your attendance. You don't want to let a better offer dictate their attendance. And that is the risk you're running at the moment. So first and foremost, where's your next generation of fans coming from? How are you appealing to them? Are you making it easy for them to commit to come and seeing you and hopefully getting them to become a returning visitor? They're coming back to see your team play, you know, every other week, once a month, whatever it may be. But make sure you're thinking about where those next generation of supporters are coming from before it's too late. Every club has an aging fan base and that's not just a problem isolated to non-league. Every league club is thinking about the same thing. Make it easy. Make it simple for people to find you and make it simple for people to commit to coming to see you. Okay, so number two, know how many people are coming. Give yourself half a chance when it comes to catering. You don't, you don't want to be running out of burgers and pies and everything else. You want to make sure you've got enough programs for people. You don't want to be over-ordering things as much as under-ordering. Both will cause you problems. Both are either money lost or money wasted. So if you've got an idea of how many people are coming, and this isn't isolated just to your own fans, you may be playing teams with great 
away support. You want to have an idea of how many of those away fans are coming so you can make those necessary arrangements. So it's not about something that you put in place only when you're selling out. It's not about putting something in place uh, once or twice a year. You start to make this habit and you can start to use the data that you're collecting from all of these sales to make better decisions. So you can plan your catering, you can plan everything that you need in advance given you know the numbers that you know you're dealing with. It also gives you fantastic data for marketing. So I'll tell you a story about a club, um, one of the first clubs we started working with. They wanted to launch a series of, of soccer schools or courses over the summer holidays for, for kids. So we had a, a quick look at all of the customers that had purchased throughout the season. Uh, we were selling merchandise for them as well. And very quickly, we were able to say, okay, so these are the people that have either purchased kids' tickets. These are the people that have purchased kids' items of clothing. And of these people, these are the people that are happy to receive emails from you. So why don't we help you to send an email out advertising this new series of, of kids' courses over the summer holidays and with that email, we know we're targeting people that are going to be interested in what you've got to offer. So this is way more effective than just spamming your entire database with everything. As a result of that, we helped them to sell almost 60% of the places on these courses. So it meant the remaining places then were a much easier sell. They sold organically over the next few weeks. Um, but we were helping clubs to be more targeted with their marketing, and that's important. So you're starting to tell people what you've got to offer in a way that's more relevant to what they want from you as well. So yes, these, this club in particular, they didn't sell out. You know, their, their average attendances was in the hundreds, not the thousands, but by using an online system that collected various bits of data about their supporters, about what they were buying, we could then recycle that data to help them to make more money in the future. So super important knowing how many people are coming, knowing what they're into, knowing what they buy, knowing what they might need from you in the future is going to be something that helps you to help yourselves as you get further into the season and beyond. Okay, so number three, um, very simply, take away the time-consuming work. Get rid of these manual tasks. So I've mentioned this on previous podcasts. It's, it's no secret Many, many clubs rely on the, the goodwill and the work of volunteers. And without those volunteers, clubs wouldn't run or they would run very badly. They would run very slowly. It wouldn't be particularly effective. So if you've got people willing to commit time and, and their efforts and their energies to helping you run the club, then use their time wisely. So we've walked into clubs before and to give you an example, season tickets. Uh, volunteers have been manually laminating pieces of paper and writing names and numbers on them to represent season tickets for the season. Is that the best use of somebody's time? I would argue probably not, especially if that person maybe has some kind of, of skill, some kind of trade. They could be doing something that helps the club uh, to, to be more efficient. Um, Manual work, we want to try and help people to, to avoid that. Uh, the other classic one is away travel and coach bookings. Um, so again, you know, someone somewhere, unfortunately for them, uh, is taking phone calls and text messages all through the week from people 
uh, wanting to book a coach for your away game at the weekend, just interfering with their, their day-to-day with their life. Friday night when everyone makes a last-minute decision that they're going to travel and they want to go, their phone's ringing off the hook. Not a great way for someone to be spending their Friday night and even worse when you're not getting paid for it as well. So being able to put something like that into some kind of system that allows you to, at the click of a button, literally at the click of a button, see how many people are coming, who they are, and also taking their money. You're not messing around with taking money off of people on the day, trying to remember who's paid you, trying to remember you know, who said, oh, here's a fiver now and I'll give you the rest when I get there, and all that messing around, that's all gone. You can keep a count of how many people are coming on this coach, and it's one person who can go in and see this information whenever they want it, or even multiple people if you want to. But you're not reliant on phone calls and messages and someone having to remember who's paid money and who hasn't and all the other messing around that you get with things like this. So that's that's just a couple of examples and there are so many more that I've seen over the last couple of years. All of this time-consuming work, all of this manual work, you know, I always say we're not there to replace the volunteers. I think they play a really important part for every club uh, in, in the running of it. But if you've got all of these people willing to, to give their time and their effort to you, use them properly. Use them to do things that are going to help to benefit the club more um, and let a piece of software take the strain, you know, in terms of all of these other things that, that are important, but not the best use of somebody's time. Cool. So if we move on to number four, um, this is a big one. I think this is actually a, a quite a serious one. It's very important. Reduce the amount of cash you've got lying around the club. So there are a couple of things here. I think as a club, you've got a responsibility to people. Um, I think you run the risk in you know certain clubs I've been to for sure more than others. You potentially put people in danger. If, if you're sat in a turnstile with a load of cash, you are a target. You know, I, I can't dress that up. That person is a target. Um, if you have people that know what goes on and how much money is being taken, very, very quickly, um, that person becomes a target potentially for, for something terrible. And I wish that never happens to anyone. Um, but you have to take steps to make sure you're protecting people who are doing work for you. So don't put people in danger. Don't make the club a target. Um, it's a very simple, very quick message, but I think a very important one as well. Um, having cash lying around the club is just not a good thing. You know, you, you sometimes see on, on social media uh, clubs that have been broken into uh, and, and that's not great for anyone. That's, that's, that's terrible. So protect yourself. You know, if people are spending money with you and they're doing it through a system, it's going through, you know, an, an online system or, you know, cards uh, processing at the ground, so much better for you. And it's great to see more and more clubs are actually doing this. Um, I just feel like we do need to move away from this cash only um, nature that, that we sometimes see. Um, it doesn't mean don't take cash, of course. Like I said earlier, there are always people that will only want to pay with cash, and that's absolutely fine too. But give yourself half a chance. You know, if, if you're if you're taking cash, minimize it. Um, because again, the way the world is moving, and particularly the younger generations now, they're just not carrying cash as much. So think about the increased spend. Um, that you can make in your club as well or get people to make at the club I should say um, because you don't have uh, all of this this 
barrier, if you like, this cash-only culture, um, which is not going to help you. And, and it can be a very dangerous thing as well. Uh, okay, so the last one, it's all about decision-making. Having some kind of online system helps you to make better decisions. You can start to use your historic data. So start to get an idea of, you know, compared to this time last year, this is how we were doing. Compared to this time last year, uh, you know, we can tell from what we've seen over the last couple of seasons that this team always bring a great crowd. We, we can start to look at um, maybe purchasing patterns. You know, we've got some clubs where we've helped them to, to sell a bit more because we know that their fans um, generally are more active online at certain points of the, of the day or certain days of the week. And so they'll focus some of their, their social media activity around those times because over the last few months uh, and in some cases years, we've seen that there are certain points where people are just transacting more. So you can start to make better decisions. You can start to market better uh, as well in, in that regard. You can start to um, know when your fans are, are more likely to spend money and you can you can tap into into that um the other thing is like you know leverage our experience so kaizen ticketing we've been around for for five years been working with non-league club clubs for three years but we've got a history and an experience of ticketing um you know prior to the company sort of the individuals if you like involved that goes over a couple of decades and so you know we've worked in and around this industry for a long time. Um, we've got ideas and experience that we've used from other competitions, we'll say, other tournaments, uh, other clients. And, you know, we can bring a lot of that and we are bringing a lot of that to non-league. So we're not saying we know everything by any stretch. However, we can help you to work more efficiently and you can leverage some of that experience uh, to make the club more efficient, to reach wider groups of people um, and to generally you know make the experience of dealing with your club a lot better than it might be at the moment so don't be afraid uh, to use that you know and, and that's what we're there to, to try and help you to do cool um, so one final thing I guess this is almost like the bonus one number six um, I should be clear we're not here to to make money and a huge multi-million pound business out of non-league football that's not going to happen and so um, you know our long-term goal is is to work further up the, the football pyramid but also whilst we're doing that help the clubs at the non-league level to to do what many of our clients are already doing um, and work more efficiently and be able to become sustainable if they're not sustainable already and so the more that we can help you you're helping us and that always comes back um, to you. So we've started working with uh, our, our first professional club, if you like, a, a, a League Two club um, quite recently. And we've, we've passed on some of those benefits to our existing clients because the, the money that we can, we can generate working with bigger clubs, we feel it's only fair that we pass that back uh, to the clubs that have helped us to get as far as we, we have done and supported us along the way. So by helping us, we're helping you and we'll make sure the more that you help us, the more we're helping you and the more you'll benefit as well. So um, I do believe in that model. I think it can work. Um, I'm starting to see more and more pro clubs buying into this as well. 
So I do think, you know, by persisting with this, everyone is going to benefit. We can do great things for, for clubs further up the football pyramid. And, and as we build and develop the software further, they'll start to see that and realise that. By us working with those clubs, we can start to make things uh, more affordable and more efficient for you as well uh, as a non-league club. So uh, everybody wins. So um, I think you'll probably hear a lot more about that in the, uh, the coming months from me. It's probably not the right time to go into that in huge detail, um, but there's definitely uh, something building. It's probably as much as I'll say on it for now. Um, so five points. Let me quickly recap them again before we bring this one to an end. So number one, where are your next generation of fans coming from? What are you doing to make sure that you know the club continues to be supported um, after the older generations uh, start to, to, to stop coming, if you like, or, or coming less? Where are the newer fans coming from? Are you making it easy for them to find you? Are you making it easy for them to commit to coming to, the, to see you and, and turn that I should into an I am? Uh, number two, how many people are coming? Know who they are. Capture a bit of data on your fans so you can start to recycle that, start to use it uh, and make better decisions. Number three, take away the time-consuming work. Use your volunteers wisely. They've got limited time uh, that they can devote to the club but make sure you're making the most of that time. Number four, reduce the cash lying around. You know, don't put people in danger. Don't make yourself a target. And number five, make better decisions. So with that in mind, hopefully, if you're thinking about uh, using some kind of system to um, take payments, to be able to capture data, to be able to sell tickets, merchandise, whatever else it may be, um, hopefully that's going to push you along to do it. Uh, of course, Kaizen, we'd love to talk to you if you're thinking about that. But if you don't use us, use someone. I just, you know, I, I care a lot about this, that I just think the whole experience of going to a non-league match could be so much better. And whether that's through our software, whether it's through someone else's software, you know, that's a, a different conversation. But I do feel the way the world is moving. I do feel the, the way that technology is becoming more affordable and easier for everybody to access. It's something that as a club, a forward-thinking club, if you're thinking progressively, you should be considering this if you're not doing it already. Okay, so I hope you found that useful. Um, as always, uh, please get in touch um, if you want to talk about this more. I'm always on LinkedIn, very active on there. Um, you can contact me through the, the company site, through kaizenticketing.com. Uh, and if you're getting some value out of these podcasts, hopefully you're enjoying them. Uh, it would be great if you can share them around with people that you think also may get some value from it uh, or drop me a review as well that'd be that'd be cool to see um, we're reaching far and wide which is always good to see that's only growing so we've had some some great podcasts of late some uh, fantastic guests as well um, and we're, we're definitely getting further and further with each one so um, really encouraged with that cool okay so um, be back with you again next week enjoy yourselves wherever you're at hope you, you hope hopefully you have a great week um, and uh, I'll catch up with you soon. See ya.